Previously on DOISP, Serafina and friends, along with the curious centaur Xanth, joined forces with their longtime enemies, the anchorites of Talos and the Tooth Ripper Orcs. But this alliance of convenience has already cost Serafina something dear. And Vernon Night Breeze. She's been swinging steel since before I was taking steps, and that's saying something. I make it a point to know a little bit about a lot of things, but that woman's not too inviting to conversation. Even on the off chance she's in a good mood. And I ain't gotta tell you, that ain't often. Or that's what I thought at least. Seeing Inverna traveling with folk was the very first hint I got of a particular specialness of Serafina Tealeaf. Luckily for me, Feeney's a bit easier to coax a story out of, especially after an ale or two. Way I remember it, her account of her and Inverna's first meeting went something like this. Do you remember the first day that we met her? She's like, yeah. Sure was a while ago now. It sure was. It was right after the war when things were starting to become calm again. And you and I had decided to go on the road in search of some peace and quiet for a little while and leave the war behind. And remember, we had that funny idea to trek down to the magical watering hole that we had heard of. You know, the one that if you ask for a magical startini and you <laughs> held your hand up, there would be birds that would fly a little leaf into your palm and it would taste just like a startini. Do you remember that place? I don't know if we ever actually made it there, but I remember <laughs> we wanted to. Oh, those were the days in search of magical resting pools where we could just lay around all day and eat berries and drink sartinis. And then remember that took us to that little tavern in the middle of the woods. Because remember, we couldn't find the lake. <laughs> Apparently the magic lake was not real at all. But that was such a fun day. Shanjan, the day that we met in Verna, do you remember how funny she was? Oh, she was a riot. A hoot and a half. She was so funny. You remember what she did? Kind of. What What'd she do again? Remember, <laughs> we went into that tavern and it was built into the side of the, build, of the mountain. And we didn't even know it was there until a tiny gnome person came out of a tiny door and said, do you want to go inside? And we said, well, we're in search of a magic pool. Do you know of a magic pool where leaves taste like sartinis and berries flow freely and you could take off all your clothes and jump <laughs> into the What's <laughs> <laughs> You could take off all your clothes and jump into the magical water and it would take all of your fears and your pains away. Have you heard of this place? That's what we're looking for. And he said, I ain't heard of no swimming pool that takes your cares away. But I heard of a drink that takes your cares away. Follow me. And all of a sudden, you see in her memory, this like big piece of rock just like folds itself into the mountain and then opens up. And behind the the rock wall is this like big vast tavern and it's got tons of creatures, lots of different types of <clears throat> animals and elves and gnomes. And they go and she looks at Shanjan and she says, well, I mean, we haven't found the pool yet, so may as well stop in here for an ale. What do you say, Shanjan? Yeah, let's do it. So then they go, you know, you see the two of them um, like walking towards the bar and they're, you know, it's all lit up by just like, you know, some candles and torches and they sit down at the bar and, ooh, I think um, Serafina's cousin turns around. Oh, geez. <laughs> Hobby. Yeah. Hobby turns around and she's like, well, 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 isn't it Serafina Feeny Tea Leaf? And what what'll what'll you have, cuz? And then Serafina is like, oh my gosh, it's my good cousin. Well, fancy seeing you out here all the way in well, I don't even know really where we are. And so the two of them, 
you kind of see like a overall, you know, she says, um, Hobby says, tell me, what have you guys been up to since the war? And so you see like a little montage of the two of them drinking ale and talking about their adventures and laughing. And then Serafina holding out her, you know, sword and, and pretending to fight. And the two of them are just having this like a grand old time. And then um, in the corner of the bar, you just see a silhouette of a person with a cowboy hat on and they're just slowly drinking ale and you see them kind of like their ears, the tip of the ears starts twitching as they're kind of listening. So then Serafina, as they're telling this, their adventurous stories to her cousin, you see this figure, shadow figure, stand up and walk past Serafina and Shanjan. And then just slightly leans in and leans down and says, you know that, uh, that pool that takes your pains and your cares away? Well, it don't exist, I'm sorry to say. But if uh, you're interested, I could maybe point you in the direction of another magical pool. It's more like a pond, but, uh, you know, you could lay out there and let your mind wander sometime. If you're interested, it's to the north. And then she just keeps walking away. And Serafina turns around and she's like, what? Did you hear that, Shanjan? And just kind of like ta- like slaps him on the shoulder. They've had some ale now. And she's like, uh, Hobby, who was that person? And then Hobby says, hmm, I don't really know. They've been here for a long time, mumbling about orcs and walking away from something. I don't really know. But um, polite, polite enough, gave me a real good tip. So Serafina's like, huh, wow, hey, Shanjan, we could really use somebody in our team that could point us in the right direction of important things. What do you think? You don't think I should keep using my dice to tell directions? It's worked pretty good. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. It's worked pretty dang good. Except for when we get those ones and everything. But <laughs> I don't know. Maybe somebody that knows their way around this part. Maybe they'd be willing to let us follow them a little bit. What do you think? Hmm. Well, yeah. Serafina runs out of the, the rock tavern. As soon as she walks and runs out, she looks around and looks around. And she's like, hmm, man, well, I guess the wanderer has wandered on. And then you see in the, in like in the shadows, just a little, like a, a slight smile. You can see like Inverna's just like teeth flashing white with like this beautiful radiant smile. And Serafina turns around and Inverna says, oh, well, if you think I didn't hear you, you're wrong because I'm an elf, see? And then she points to her ears and winks. And then she's like, yeah, I guess you could follow me along. Why not? I uh, noticed you had a ukulele back there. And um, it's been a while since I heard any good songs. Pretty much travel by myself. So you're only allowed to follow me until I can take you to that pond. And then that's where we part ways. And then Serafina laughs and she's like, oh, you're so funny. Of course. I absolutely would love that. Shanjan would too. Wouldn't you, Shanjan? And she's like poking him in the leg. Shanjan is nervous. And Mm -hmm. Shanjan pulls out uh, like from his pocket, pulls out a long feather and says, oh, um, here, uh, Miss uh, Elf Lady. Um, This is a magical feather. It, It holds protection power. Um, uh, you put it in your hat and it, it protects, protects you from things. And then Inverna says, I don't need no protection, but, um, I do like the occasional sing song every now and then and be nice not to sing to myself for once. But remember, once we reach that pond, we part ways. And Sweeney goes, oh yes, of course, of course, absolutely. We just need to make it to that pond. And that's why you never ask a bard a question when you're in a hurry. Seems more than a little tall for a tale, but if someone's gonna tell the best truth about you, it's gonna be your friends. But then, I ain't gotta tell you that. Hello there. You're playing Doys. My name's Dave, I'm I'm running this game. Um, Marisa is also here, who are you playing? I'm playing. 
It's true. And special guest, returning special guest. Hi, I'm Eduardo, and I'm playing Sam. I wanted to um, remind you of this uh, mission you're on. Yokes have fallen under the sway of evil spellcasters, never winter wood, inciting growing numbers near Falcon's hunting lodge. Spellcasters dwell in a ruined manse. Falcon needs someone to make a preemptive strike against it. Destroy the evil in the manse and expect a reward. So Falcon, if you remember, was this uh, huntsman in the middle of the woods. You went there once, Marisa, to uh, you fought some bugs and such. I remember Saved the worst day of my life. <laughs> yeah. And there was also this, he, he was uh, kind of taking this noble couple, like two nobles that were engaged, I think. Mm-hmm. One from Neverwinter, one from Waterdeep, two rival cities, two nobles marrying their houses together, hopefully to forge peace between them. Um, one of them more interested in hunting than her soon to be husband. The other one seemed. Mm, he was a little, uh, yeah, like snobby. Vain? Vain. Is that the word? He also, I don't think he liked hunting. Like he was like, a, too good for this. I should be in oh, a, I should be in my castle resort um, by the ocean. Oh my. So I this was it. the person who kind of sponsored this mission to kill all the orcs in this manse that you just uh, befriended. Just reminding yeah. you of that. That's the same guy. Yeah. Understood. Thank you for the, the knowledge. So, but yeah, I think, do you want to start where, while we wake up bright eyed, bushy tailed and um, you uh, wake up with this hat kind of at the foot of your bed, Serafina, it's uh, unmistakably Verna's hat. And Verna's hat. Yeah. All right. I want to start off with, this is how we start our day. <laughs> I do remember that too. And it's, I recognize it. Oh, man. What a good night's sleep. Xanth, how'd you sleep? Oh, I slept fine. I'm worried about that creepy tree outside the door. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I, you know. (laughs) I heard a little bit of (laughs) now and then. Oh, yeah. That actually, those are the sounds that uh, drift me off to sleep at night. <laughs> the howling of the winds reminds me of the time that Shanjen and I were in battle, uh, and we had to, you know, get our rest and our strength. So I sleep knowing that those howls are only strengthening me for the next day. Ugh, I mean, it can be really spooky, but yeah. you know, that's why you have us by your side, and 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 Verna, of course. <laughs> we always have Inverna by our side. Inferna? Well, hmm. Okay. One, two, and you. Uh-huh. That makes three of us. Mm-hmm. But where's Inverna? <laughs> um, maybe she went outside to, to use the elf room. Yeah, maybe when that little pleasant alarm went off, he kind of gets out of his cot, does a little stretch. As this is going on, he kind of walks over to get into the middle of the room and he mm-hmm. kind of steps on something. He's like, oh, ow. Oh, no. What's who put this stuff here? And he looks down. He's like, oh, my holy dice from Timora. How'd that get on the ground? It's like four ones. That's strange. Anyway, what, what were you guys saying? Oh, oh no. Four ones. Even <laughs> I know that's bad. Um, so Xanth hears about the four ones and he leaves the spooky tree door. <laughs> and he's going to walk over to where Shay J is now and not investigate the dice. He's just like looking at him with Shay J. Then she slowly walks over and looks down at the dice too and says, Hmm. Is that? And he looks down like, and then she looks down and immediately, Oh my gosh. It's Inverna's hunting hat. She never goes anywhere without this hat. Would she have left this at all for any reason? The only reason why she would leave it is if for whatever reason. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't feel that she needs the protection anymore. No, and I think maybe Shanjan goes over and picks it up. And uh, still limping from, you know, stepping on these dice. And uh, we've all been there. And uh, a little little note kind of flutters out. And I think I got to leave. This isn't right for me anymore. Best of luck, but I'm just I'm just a violent soul. I can't I can't be with someone as good as you kind of thing. 
But what's what's um, Serafina's reaction to reading this? Yeah. Well, that is gaslighting. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I want my psychiatrist here now. <laughs> I have a lot to say about this. So she's holding the hat in her hands. And then I think her reaction is to silent for a moment. And she kind of hangs her head and you see her eyes kind of fill up with tears, you know. She wants to be strong, so she feels like she's going to cry. And then she looks up at Shanjan and she reaches up and just takes the note out of his hand, like very swiftly, and just grabs it. And with tears in her eyes, she starts to say, no, 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 she she would never do this to me. We've been on every adventure together. Why, after all this time, how could she do this to us? And why would she not live her hat? And now she's got the note in one hand and the hat in the other. And she starts to kind of crumble the note and cry. And then she like puts him to her, her chest and then she just runs towards the door. I have to find her. I have to find her now. We have to go get her. And then she just runs over to like where the door is. Okay. So montage, uh, Serafina runs out of the, door and then kind of sees the tree and it's still like groaning and and so she kind of like hugs the wall the east wall and mm. kind of like you know like slowly goes around it and and is just like you know at this point I think she's pretty openly like letting the tears just fall down her face and she's running around screaming Inverna Inverna and then holding the hat and saying okay all right, Elvin, God's up there. I know you know no, no something. Lead me to where Inverna is. And just like puts the hat on her head, oh. like thinking it's going <laughs> to lead her where she needs to be. Right. And she just starts kind of running and like, you know, around the tree. And then, you know, uh, I, I think she probably runs. Maybe she runs. I don't know. Do you think she can she get outside? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she's going to run straight forward and past the tree room and then outside. And then she starts screaming in Verna and she's crying. And then I think that's when she like falls to her knees and she's like so upset. And then that's when I think Xanth and um, JJ come to comfort her. There's like that somber moment of you guys kind of uh, like Serafina kind of crying and then both these fellas uh, kind of comforting you. And maybe we see just uh, Granik in the the doorway behind you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just like not saying anything, but just like you know, kind of giving you some time. And then maybe uh, after after a few minutes, maybe however long you think this goes for, he um kind of nods and just like, I'm really sorry. I we should probably get a move on. And then I think Feeney would stand up at that moment and then she takes her sleeve of her little tunic and just wipes her eyes off, takes the hat and puts the hat gently in like her bag. And then she just looks at them and says, we have work to do. If Inverna wants to come back, she will find us. Um, uh, Yeah. Granite might try to try to be nice here. He might put his hand on your shoulder, you know, Serafina. Mm-hmm. And just like, um, mm-hmm. I've known a lot of people with uh, hate in their hearts and the best thing to do is hopefully just give them time. They more often than not, they figure out the actual world around them. Mm. So this might be a good opportunity for, for her to come to her senses and come back to her friends. Is that, and he's like weird implying it because mm-hmm. he doesn't do social cues well, but he's no, he knows that Granik's like trying to help. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, right, Granik. <laughs> it's far easier to uh, love than to hate. And then, uh, so yeah, I think Serafina at that point gets up and, and looks around and says, thank you guys for being my friends and sticking with this journey because you're right. It's the right thing to do. Xanth, what's his name? Granik? That's me. Shanjan? That's me. Yeah. Uh, and then she like maybe she like puts her hand out in the middle and she says strong hearts have the strength of a thousand hearts yes agreed 
Shay J goes <laughs> right. Nice. Even Granite goes right in. And Xanth, um, you see like little flutterings of his hand, and he's like, What? <laughs> and he puts his hand and he nods his head. Do we do do you push us up? Yeah, like, I think we're gonna team. be like like Team Strider. Love it. And his little his little bird, uh Troc was his name. He puts a little wing out. Just like can't reach, but it's like Rrr. Oh, baby. <laughs> I love it. Cute. And then she says, for Inverna. And they all scream, for Inverna. Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's great. So then I think uh I think everyone packs up these uh who eight orcs as well. Yes. Are any of them also half orc? Was he the only half orc there? He is the only of only half orc. And I think, oh, to also remind you, you kind of made a sort of warrior's oath. Correct. With, and they were the the Tooth Ripper clan is what they called themselves, and they uh, they um um kind of respect you at least for this for this at least alliance kind of is what they did. Now but, to help with that, since we're talking about it, um, when I wake up and I talk to them, and um, I do speak Orc. Um, can I do maybe like insight or just to see how they react to us? Seems good to me. Okay. I don't know what I need to roll. Hold on. Inside check. It is a plus five. How exciting. Let us see what happens. Uh, 17. Oh, incredible. Yeah, let me see. What can I tell you? I think um, you can tell that they're kind of, especially the, the orc clan here, they are like kind of desperate. They uh, are kind of like have been laid low, you know, they're yeah. it's they are not happy about asking for help, not asking your help, not asking these anchorites help. They're not super excited about any of this. And yeah, if anything, they're like, I don't want to say impatient, but um, kind of over this. They want to get back to how things were. I right. guess. I'm trying to think um, of other insight. What I guess what were you? Oh, how do they feel about yeah, you yeah. in particular? Um, I, a, Inverna really did throw a lot of, you know, bad past juju in my direction. Mm -hmm. So because she's not here, I'm feeling slightly more responsible. Not not responsible as in for you, but responsible for this particular orc deal. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to gauge how reasonable they are. He knows, but, but now he sees they've been kind of run ragged. They're not doing too hot, but they're doing this kind of deal anyways. I guess I'm just trying to, oh, I would also mention the dragon. Like, has anybody seen the dragon? Mm -hmm. Were they attacked by it? Do they, or is it just weather? Were there minions? That kind of thing as well. Yeah, I think you, um, you can definitely ask that. And I, I guess you did really good in that insight check. Maybe, um, maybe there is something that tells you, oh, they've been, they have been attacked by these, uh, this dragon. Maybe there's like, maybe one of them has some like frostbite or like some kind of wounds going on that you're like, oh, this is rough. Yeah, for sure. Okay, wow. That's kind of scary. Especially because we haven't really, I don't know if you have, you've seen it in a vision, right? Mm -hmm. But none of us have actually like seen the dragon yet. So this is probably the first time I'm kind of doing a, like a guilt on myself. Because mm -hmm. I know that this isn't what exactly we wanted. So during this montage, you'll see me like talk to Shay J or like maybe check on you, but not like verbally. Mm -hmm. um, how, uh, you know, as we're walking, I'm I'm being like the, I almost said concierge, that's the wrong word, the ambassador, mm -hmm. um, but also so you don't have to do anything and you can be in your thoughts. So what are you doing during this like orc, Meeting. you know, centaur? Orc centaur hangout? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'd probably be over with Shay J talking about our next moves. I think we're probably just going to be having like our own private conversation and, and maybe even uh, lamenting a little bit about like, why do you think she left? And mm -hmm. do you think she's going to come back? Or what do you think she would do? How do you think she would, she would, um, you know, uh, handle this situation and just kind of like generally like, you know, trying to. Is it showing you how much you as a group relied on her? Like, not relied on her as like put it on her, but the balance between mm -hmm. the three of you. Yeah. I think it's, it's 
Because we love Shay J, but he's not really the warrior. Right, right. So he's always been a good support yes. of what you two did. Yeah. Right. So I'm a little, I'm a little, my, my little brain is a little like, oh no, what am I going to do? How do I get Shay J up to speed to fighting, you know? Mm. Oh, I, that's super interesting. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I would they love to have these. What's together. that? They were always together, like in the war, but he was like the medic, right? So mm -hmm. you folks don't have to go too far. It is due north, but it's through um, the Neverwinter Wood, which is a, a thick wood here. I mean, you you know for sure. Um, it might have been before you even left. I think when you when you approached the Woodland Manse, this might have been the case too. But I think it was raining, and now it's like a steady downpour. Maybe the conversation starts with um granite kind kind of saying this is a good sign talos is watching us while he's saying that um now that he's back like kind of out in the wild um he's hearing more voices than he did before so you actually see xanth look up like at the sky through the trees and you know as the rain is like coming down and he like does a big and like this weird silence moment of him like appreciating that. And he looks over at Granik and he's like, Talos, correct? Is is your God? Does your God protect you from nature? Or does he enhance the nature that you desire to see? Granik is kind of like rubs his chin. Definitely wouldn't call it protection. He uh I don't know, it's don't want to don't want to offend but it's kind of hard to describe to an outsider you know it's uh he's kind of an agent of change you know like this farce has been here for for centuries millennia i guess it wouldn't last too long if you know the occasional lightning strike didn't come down or cause a little forest fire get rid of the old in with the new you know of, of course no i i understand i've lived in this forest my whole life and I see animals die and trees come down. And uh, even in my short time here, I've been able to note the very heavy, and he like puts his hands out, very heavy changes in the weather. Do you think because this dragon is changing nature that your God might be affected by this as well? And he, he kind of, I guess, scoffs, you know, like, oh, the, well, Ta Talos wouldn't be affected, but, you know, I don't like the, uh, just the implication of someone else trying to affect things the way that Talos should be able to. He should have a clear line to do these storms and, you know, get rid of what needs to be getting rid of. And this dragon kind of messes everything up. Right. He's changing the changer. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I like that. That's pretty wise. He looks back at Granik and he says, Granik, I'm trusting you because... We are all in need of protection when it comes to these woods. Your God is not a protector, you say. He is a bringer of change, yes? That's right. Hopefully, when he's done making the changes that he needs to make to this dragon, <laughs> he'll be respectful of the nature around us. Do you think he will be? It's a loaded question. I know it's a loaded question. Yeah. It's definitely on purpose. <laughs> and I think he does that kind of stares off in the distance as, as you know, we're walking through the, uh, the forest, the rain coming down and everything. He's like, well, I guess we'll have to see on that. Yes. Xanth is like, I'm watching you, dude. This isn't just a free ride to bring down a God into this plane. That's not what we're doing today. Oh, yeah. And he's absolutely giving you non-answers to this. Oh, we know. Uh, we're not yeah. Oh, uh, that, that reminds me. I guess, yeah, I suppose you would leave your horses back at the manse. I, I think you, I remember you tied them up there. Yeah. Maybe you, like, fed them or something and left them there because it's going to be hard to bring them through the uh Well, no, I think we would have left them for Inverna to know that we left them. I think that would have been the more reasonable, like, she won't be back. She'll want her horse or whatever. I like that idea of like leaving it for her just in case. I, I want to look up that other, uh, these orcs names. Please. But yeah, I think uh, Holgar was the one you had talked to before. Awesome. 
both you and Granite kind of realize that, uh, oh, we're both being sneaky and we're not going to say anything. <laughs> and uh, yeah. maybe drift apart as we're walking and then uh, Holgar kind of comes comes up and maybe you have an opportunity to talk to him if you want. Yes, I would like to. Obviously, I'm going to speak respectfully in Orcish. Um, this is a language that I speak better than Sylvan. Mm -mm. I feel like Sylvan's like a French-like-ish. And um, Orcish is more like a Russian-ish in my mind. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. It's very like guttural and like that. But essentially, like he's getting deep and guttural. And I think just to add a little bit more flavor, orcs also have like like a they like hit or like clap sometimes mm. too to like add emphasis. Ooh, that's cool. You know, not sign language so much as like um, acoustic language, maybe. Mm -hmm. And, and he's pretty tall too, right? They're they're all kind of taller than me, but I'm still growing. Okay, I'm going to be a big centaur. <laughs> I started off with an obvious man. How can you trust that guy? You can't get anything out of him. Mm -hmm. But what he's saying is, look, that Russian drawl of like comrade and like, how can you? <laughs> Just trying to see how he feels about him. Oh, to Granik, yeah, yeah, about Granik. Mm -hmm. And then maybe he just. Uh... He does this thing where he looks over at you and just, you know, scrunches his eyebrows like I'm doing in real life. And he says, uh, just kind of gives you a look like, how dare you? And then tests you for a minute and then just smiles this like huge, like toothy, tusky smile. And just nice. like, oh, yeah, you're <laughs> you're not the only one who noticed. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> so he gets me for just a second because. Now that I've been around more people, I get like, oh, iffy. Am I doing this right? But I laugh. And maybe you even hear it mm -hmm. in the rain. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Like a weird. <laughs> and and, and I, I kind of lean over. And I immediately do what I've seen other orcs do. Where they'll like be buddy-buddy and like shoulder, mm -hmm. like bash. But mm -hmm. he's so much bigger. I like hit the bottom of his hip or something. Mm. Um, but I... Mm. I think he like gets it and he like pats me on the shoulder. Like, okay, little person. Yeah. And I think um actually when you when you do that, he probably no one else would notice this, um, unless you're kind of familiar with, with orcs to a degree. But he's like, huh, yeah, huh. But you can tell like, oh, that actually like hurt. Like he is he's getting like elderly old. Like he's oh. he's like not even quite a warrior. Maybe he's like a little too old, maybe he's a little too wounded. Uh, you know, went seen a one too many battles, but he kind of holds it together. But it, you can tell, like maybe the look on his face is like wincing, like even that which you you barely probably did, and that's like, ooh, that that hurt. So you know? so good. That's a good like carryover interaction. When he puts his hand on my shoulder, I actually feel him like take a step as if you would with a crutch. Mm, yeah, he's kind of like, leaning on you. Yeah, yeah, I love that. just a little bit, and. This is the only time I've, I've done it with an orc, but I do the thing that I've done with Feeny a few times where I look at him and let him look into my eyes. Um, and I like pat his hand as, as it's on my shoulder. I'm gonna leave this up to you, David. Which side, cause you know more about this than anybody else, right? Which side right. do you think glows for him? Ooh, interesting. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe the left. Give it the left. Do the yeah. traditional, like, weird side of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the darker side, the that's not the grayer side, but the darker one, it's going to, like, glow a little bit. And I don't want to give away too much, but maybe he'll, like, notice a flutter of a wing in the rain. Ooh, yeah. That's yeah, maybe you do see him kind of, like, raise an eyebrow there. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, uh, further down whispering, although... Well, I don't know. I was going to say most people don't understand this language, but actually there's more orcs than not orcs here. Yeah, but true, he's, true. So maybe he does kind of whisper as much as he can. He's like, son, are you, are you fey touched? And <laughs> his, both of his um, ears do the little like swirl that you see sometimes where they make like tiny circles and Xanth gets even closer to him. And does a weird smile that normally anybody that would like look at him would be like, what is Faye touched? He does the con 
complete opposite and goes, oh, I've been touched by the fae. (laughs) (laughs) He like complete admits it because no one's asked him yet. And he kind of stops walking and stops you too, you know? Yeah. And just kind of like holds your shoulders, you know, and kind of looks at you like with sadness. And he's like, I'm so sorry. My brother had that same curse. I hope you have the strength to carry through. I'm truly sorry. Nice. So that's actually kind of awesome. So um, you're going to, now he'll see both sides of his antlers, like do that glow. And only for a second, he's going to open his mouth even wider. And he says nothing, but um, Holgar hears he has the strength, but it's like in lots of little voices he has, he has, he has, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has the, like, they all say it at once. Mm-hmm. And they say he has the strength. Oh, I love that. Maybe he makes like a, like a dirty look at the, uh, the invisible things around your head, but he mm-hmm. kind of just nods and's like, you'll be all right, I think. And just kind I, of does like a little slap and maybe keeps, keeps like walking unless you stop him. Yeah. No, no. Like on the back of my back or something. Mm-hmm. But he wants the orcs to understand that he's been through a lot, too. That's the implication. They aren't alone in these woods. We all have something going on. Mm-hmm. And he kind of walks off with you. Um, but you guys are the, the at the end now. And maybe right. one of the other orcs kind of notice this and kind of trot. I don't want to say trots around a centaur, but, you know, kind of runs over and um, takes uh, Hogar's elbow, kind of his arm, and just kind of yeah. just like... You can tell he's like, oh, are you okay? Let's go. Do you need any help? And just kind of almost like carries him along. And Hol- right. Holgar's just like not into that. Nope. I think he just like punches him. <laughs> and like this, this kid just like holds his face and just like, okay, well, I, I guess you got it. Everyone keeps moving. Right. Seeing Holgar, especially because Holgar let me be an armrest for just a second. We connected in this last like two minutes, you know what I mean? And as I like trot by, cause I was in the back, like watching, I slap his butt and just trot past him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Friend. <laughs> it's purposely weird. I get it, but I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess since uh, they know that you've made this, this oath of alliance with them, they're like, they gave you a weird look or was it uh Holgar or the, or the, the kid or the younger um, one? Actually, yes, the kid, because he just got punched in the face, and this is supposed to right. make him feel better. He just gotcha. doesn't get that it's a flirty thing. <laughs> okay. That, that's what I assume, but just in case. Yeah, so he gives yeah. you a weird look, but then it's just like, tilts his head, and it's like, well, just thinking, well, he's our alliance now, I guess. <laughs> Alliances, am I right? <laughs> as they're, as they're, the other guys are having a chat, I think maybe... As sad as it is that Ingrana left us the way that she did, I understand she had her principles to look after. So then you see another kind of like montage, you know, like scene from the distance where the three of them are like walking around the woods and Feeny is playing songs and, you know, and Verna's cracking a smile here and there. And uh, then you see the three of them talking about the war and the three of them all kind of stare at this tiny little pond. And then that's when Serafina looks at Inverna and says, I mean, I know this is where we part ways, but if you're ever interested in going on an adventure together, I'll be honest, this pond I thought was going to take away all my worries, but I've never felt so worry-free until the three of us were together. And the three of them smile at each other and then scale back to the present. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, and yeah. just just back to the present. It's like just pouring rain. It's getting in your boots. Dark forest. I think we're about there. So mm-hmm. there's all these head. What are they called? Hedgestones, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Something stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hinges. Stone hinge. But this is hedgestone. Right. This is hedgestone. <laughs> right. In fact, in this in this particular one, it's it's a lot. It's a big um, hill. In fact, I think I want to say it's like ninety feet tall. It's it's quite quite a large hill and there are exactly eight of them eight of these kind of little uh stone pillars yeah 
I think it's raining everywhere except for like the precipice of this this hill. Like you can kind of see let up there, like weirdly. Like, have you ever seen that where you can tell where the rain wall stops? Yes. It's really eerie. Mm-hmm. Does the forest stop? Because this is the top of the hill, or is it? Because we can see this from a distance. Yeah, and in fact, it's um kind of raises out of the forest, but it gets a uh, sparser. Yeah, it's very sparse. The, uh, um, the trees here. So as we're all kind of moving forward, I want to tap whatever that final tree is and talk to myself for a little bit. Some of you can wait here. Uh, I'm sure we don't all want to be away from the forest for too long. Whoever wishes to come with me, now's your chance. But before I make that look, I turn back into the forest and not I'm not trying to be nosy. The weird door thing? Yeah. So this is kind of like a little door that, you know, goes into a cave. You totally called it. Um, that's kind of built into the uh, the incline of this um, this hill here. Got it. And you see some movement in there, at least. I'll give Got you that. It. So, yeah, he, he doesn't lead the way. I mean, um, this is uh, Granik's territory. I guess he kind of saddled up in the middle between Granik, Serafina, and JJ, and it works. So he'll, like, join the rest of the troop in the middle of everybody. Yeah, so this is a whole whole crew yeah. here. Gaggle of <laughs> Speaking of that, this uh, other orc comes out of out of here. This guy kind of storms out of this little host. Oh, I mean that that was an accident, but yeah, he kind of rushes out of this thing, kind of angry. You and Serafina and Shanjan here are kind of, you know, right in his way. And I think Granik kind of comes in the middle to intercept him. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Granik is just like uh puts his hands out, you know, like kind of a shrug kind of thing and just like Yargath, we have some friends, some allies, and kind of just staring him down. And Yargath kind of just stops and kind of squints at the two of you. And then, oh, and over your shoulder, too, over at Xanth back there. For the ritual, Granik, isn't that a little late to have outsiders here? Granik's just like, well, let's let's go talk about it. And they kind of go over here and just are having, like, a quiet argument. <laughs> Perfect. That sounds religious. Um, <laughs> that sounds about right when it comes to religion. So I'm going to uh, scoot on up. I've given my friends their time to not grieve because no one's technically gone for sure, you know, but I've given them their, their privacy. Um, so I finally here, let's do this. You know, let's talk about magic and let's prepare ourselves for any assistance that we need to do. And I, I kind of like run over the game plan. I'm very kind towards Serafina. It's she can even tell that I'm trying to be like, yes, we will make this work, and then we will go look for our friend. He kind of ends it with that. And then Serafina, I think, is going to say, I think she's, you know, especially now that she's had like her moment to remember, et cetera, et cetera. I think she kind of looks up at um, Shanjan and and uh, Xanth and just says, you know. As much as it hurts me that Inverna didn't want to stay because of the Yorks, I know deep down that she would be strong in this moment. So let's uh, be like Inverna. And she reaches into her pouch and she just pulls out just like, I think maybe just the feather, Mm. not the whole hat, and then just holds it and says, for protection, and then puts it in her hair, like, you know, like, Maybe she'll like scoop her hair up and kind of put it in like a bun and then stick the feather in like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. not like sticking out of her head this way, but like sticking just like in her hair. Yeah. And then says for protection, we'll be strong with uh, Inverna in our heart. And then maybe she, maybe Serafina at this point will kind of like go towards the other orcs to just kind of like be friendly, I guess, you know? Yeah. So then she sort of like leads the way to be like, Hey, friends. Yeah. I don't know if I'm that close. I'm not sure. Yeah. Hello. And I, I did put uh, Inverna's hat into your um, oh kind of inventory here on Roll20 if you need it. <laughs> you know, for emotional context. <laughs> As you're kind of uh, moving over here, one thing you notice, too, is this uh, this other half-orc in particular. Oh, okay. ah! oh sorry. Yeah. He's got some I tattoos. Have- 
<laughs> yeah, he looks angry. It's fair. There's bear flesh on him or something. No, I love him. He's like the um, Cal Drogo of like the hottest orcs yeah. in the town. Yeah. It was like Cal Drogo, yeah. So, yeah, he kind of bounds down this, uh, this slippery uh, hillside too and uh, sees these people arguing. Um, I think he's going to go over to you folks after hearing that for a bit. And he's like, all right, Dad, who are you? You're going to help out, I hear? I So these are all half orcs and the orcs behind me are all full orcs. Is that correct? Right. Can I make note of this in my mind? I'll allow it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Most of the orcs that I've seen around town have been full orcs. So all these, you know, crazy religious nuts are half orcs. Yeah. Like it, it seems suspicious even to me. Yeah. And to continue the, the trend, a fourth half orc comes yeah. down. Yep. Okay. There's still like, Yeah. I don't know if he has this metal armor like in the picture, but imagine something similar, I guess. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Are they all um, representing different types of, um, not warrior, I guess you could say, but normally when you look at the four of us, well, in Vernon included, obviously, you can tell we're all different types of warriors. Does that make sense? If you were to put them into a, a player's handbook, these would be like Druid barbarian types and not necessarily like fighters or Understood. You know, anything like that. So they're more of like a, a, spe- a specialized Druid. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. I think of it. And um, Serafina, in fact, when um, this uh, fourth one is coming down, and he's kind of going slow, like as if he's like the cock of the block kind of thing, like, <laughs> I don't, I can take my time. I don't really care. Um, you do notice something significant that kind of uh, brings up a memory for you. He's holding this uh, shield that's kind of attached to his forearm mm-hmm. that looks like a, like a log almost. Wow, that's weird. So, um, and in fact, I'll remind you in Butterskull Ranch, um, you fought this, uh, and nearly killed this same, in fact, half orc. Oh, he turned into a pig and ran away. (gasps) Oh no, this isn't awkward for anybody. Does he see the, uh, uh, it was a mace that I have. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you've seen that, but he definitely sees, he sees, uh, I'm not ready. You folks for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely looking at the the newcomers as he's kind of strolling down. And what do you say to this uh this other the Cal Drogo impersonator that kind of came up to you? I step up and I say it in orc, even though I see that he's a half orc speaking his language probably better than he can. Mm-hmm. And I say, "Hail, brother! We're here to help you with the ritual. We've gotten permission from Granik to assist in this." We want to make sure that it's safe. He says that word really long in whatever orcish Russian droll he does. Yeah, and I think he, he kind of uh, raises an eyebrow and looks at Shanjan and Serafina and just like, uh, can one of you two uh, translate centaur? <laughs> um, can I? Let's see it. I've been hanging out with the orcs. Can they giggle with me? Oh, for sure. They're like, they're like rolling their eyes or they're definitely uh they lost a lot of respect for that for him doing this nice so is he, he's so impressive like he's really yelling <laughs> i'm assuming he does not <laughs> hold his weapon out openly like that all the time yeah probably not okay at least so, not really. he's probably over his back or something yeah so i'm gonna roll my eyes and like nod back at them and i'll go back in english and i'll say the whole thing in english but this time when i say the word safe i go safe like don't you understand five languages what's wrong with you (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he's like "Mm, sure and he kind of just moves beyond you and just kind of lets it go as as i think granik and uh this yargath kind of comes over and yargoth you don't even need no one needs a insight for this it's like he's very uncomfortable he has his arms crossed he's squinting his eyes at the three of you Mm -hmm. ah so the little uh Feeny Tea Leaf, after murdering so many of us, decides to help us for some reason. Which one says that? The new one, Yar- Yargath. <laughs> one that everyone is thirsty over. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, so thirsty. Um. <laughs> and I think uh, I think the, the guy with the shield uh, creeps up behind these two as well. I think at this point, Feeny 
has already dealt with them before. So she's a little more bold. And so she just kind of walks over like, you know, closer to. Please tell me you run through my legs. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> runs under Zant's under legs. But she just kind of like stands in front of him, like not threateningly so, but like I've got these two guys on my back, you know, on my yeah. side. Yeah. And she says, you know, she looks at him and she says, you know, maybe under her breath, she's like, all right, Inverna, give me some strength here. Nice. And she's like, Oof, only you are brave enough to talk to these guys. So then she kind of, look, you know, straightens herself up and she says, <clears throat> Mr. Yargath, uh, I am sorry that I had to slaughter so many of your family members. <laughs> but if you'll recall, in the Great War, many of my family members and my friends were also slaughtered in the war. I'm sure you understand as well as I do that when you're sent on a mission, sometimes you just have to do what needs to be done. And with that... My true condolences, and I hope that we can one day learn to move past and work together. If you want to take this up with me after this ritual, we can talk like warriors in the forest together. But for now, I'm on your side. And then she just kind of like puts out a hand to him like way up here. And she's like, <laughs> she just kind of like looks at him and try to, tries to kind of smile, but also be like really stand tall and be like, hey, we got to get done. So do I know as... um. Orc translator, is there like a ritual high five or respectful like thing that doesn't involve entrails that I can like whisper in her ear, like give him the pound fist or whatever? Mm. I mean, she did it. I, if she had rolled some sort of persuasion, I would have been like, she doesn't need my help. But this in particular is kind of persuasive. So I'd like to help her just mm. by like whispering something like, please don't cut open this bird and rub entrails on your face or whatever. <laughs> I actually kind of like that. If you want to roll a persuasion to see how this goes. And um, it seems like Xanthia kind of setting up to help her, right? So yeah. Roll so with advantage if you want. Nice. Your persuasion is quite good too. Taylor. 13. Oh, you only rolled a, I guess a three, which is unfortunate, but still like incredible. So I think um, he does kind of, you said you put your, your hand up to kind of shake it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he looks at it and then he does like shake it back, you know, and she's like, well, I guess, truth be told, it wasn't any of my family, just uh, Moesco, the Heartless. And well, I did tell him specifically not to do that. Whatever he was trying to do with that tower, it was none of us really were okay with that. And he kind of looks at Granik and Narox and they're like, yeah, he was stupid. And <laughs> he's like, uh, I definitely hear Shay J lean over and whisper to me, I mean, his name was the Heartless. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nar- Narox kind of uh, creeps behind. Um, he's the one with the shield, you know? Yeah. And he's like, oh, and you didn't kill me. You tried, but you didn't quite do it. Hmm. It's like, uh, yeah, maybe if we get a, a second chance, uh, things might go different, though. We'll have to see, huh? Feeney just kind of looks up at him and kind of smiles and says, we'll see. But I think personally, it's by the luck of time where that you did survive. Mm-hmm. Maybe we were meant to meet up again and help each other on this journey. What do you think? And then kind of looks over Shay J and kind of winks at him and says, Look at Taimora, right? We needed to meet a strong warrior like this one. And she kind of like, you know, tries to like, Yeah, we needed this strong warrior, didn't we? Mm hmm. I think Shay Jun's just like, Uh huh. Sure. Uh huh. <laughs> you, you know it. <laughs> you and, know uh, it. So blessed be Taimora. Oh, geez. <laughs> Yeah, and I think uh, Norox is just like, um, well, at least uh, tell me you, we had some pretty fat pigs to eat there when we were at that uh, farm over there, that ranch. But tell me you ate that big fat one we kept in the basement, huh? Really sad to miss him. Definitely speaking of um, Big Al, Shannon's just like, uh. Oh, yeah. Granite's just like, all right, all right. <laughs> we don't have a lot of time. The sun's already setting. You know, we need to get this this ritual done i think it's time to uh everyone come here and let's explain our responsibilities and what we have to do huh so these these orc friends are out of here except for hogar oh we're doing our magic friends right yeah it's one of these like oceans 11 type things oh geez where um well, uh, granox just like explaining what the plan is 
what's going to happen is they're going to release the rain. So the rain that's they're holding right above this is going to start coming down. And the plan is they have to shoot, they have to cast kind of a lightning into the center of this circle. And they Got have it. to do it four, maybe five times. Understood. Or, but I think Granick maybe looks at Serafina and just like, although, as I said before, if you have some sort of lightning or thunder powers that could help, mm. that'll be a little faster. Just if game wise, if we had like thunderclap or those different thunder uh, thunder things, they're not so much electrical. Yeah, anything that does thunder or I think lightning damage will work for this. If okay. you just cast a spell, uh, Holgar, you're going to be in the center, and all the other orcs, including the other uh, what five orcs, they're going to be outside guarding just in case. But they're not really needed for the ritual per se. And he kind of looks at Shanjan, just like, and anyone that can't make any lightning-related spells or storm-related magic, you're not really needed either. So it's up to you. And Shanjan's um... like, oh well, whatever. Maybe he goes over to Hol- Holgar and just like and. You have the most important thing. As the receptacle, you have to stay in the center and don't move no matter what happens. And he kind of talks to everybody now. As long as all of us do our part, then Gorthok, the Thunderbore, will be reborn on this very ground. And I'll be able to point him at Icepire Peak, where the dragon lives, Cryovane the Evil. We're almost here, friends. We're almost here. And I think... As he says that, you just hear a shout, like even through the rain, something like, well, that's what your evil thoughts thought was going to happen. Your evil, your evil hearts thought, wait, can I try that again? Hold on. Your evil hearts thought that this would happen, but it won't. I guess you look over and you see on a horse near the bottom of this hill. Oh, geez. This this little friend here. Is that, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Sir, Sir Perator, of course. God. The little. Oh. <laughs> um, also, two other riders are next to him. Oh, that's the handsome guy, right? Yeah, Falcon the Hunter. Falcon the Hunter. Also, Lady Letitia. And then that's the lady that likes to hunt. Yeah, and them on horseback. Uh-oh. And then, in addition, he's like, Sorry, but I've brought my army from Waterdeep, and you evil orcs, days are numbered. Surrender or die. Say away. 
Amazing. Thanks for joining us for this episode of This American Dice Presents D&D Dragon of Ice Fire Peak. Your cast was Marisa as Serafina Tealeaf, Eduardo as Xanth the Centaur, and David as the Dungeon Master. You heard Austin as the narrator. Music for this episode was An Ocean Wide by Sebastian Forslund and Happy Victory by Heatley Bros. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to This American Dice at your favorite podcatcher, it would really help us out. Austin will read every five-star review as your favorite abandoned cowgirl. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice. Strong hearts always move. (laughs) 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 There's something. Try that again. (laughs) (laughs) Strong hearts have the strength of a thousand hearts. Oh, there's a lady orc. Yeah, I think think they're about evenly split. I want to say. Yeah, I see one that looks like she got big old boobies. This one. Or boobs. I don't think I can make it bigger. She's that trying was... to do orcs. <laughs> Tell mom. Is it this one? The, the... Yeah. She's oh, the sorry. One. Let me see it again. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> that was very desperate. This one? Yeah. There you go. Look at that. Look yeah. at her hair. Look at those arms. <laughs> yeah. This is the one uh, last time I said I, f- I found the, the male counterpart to him, too. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was. I was seeing titties, but we were looking at titties. In my flashback, are you still in Verna, or am I just telling this flashback? Hey, it's up to you. If you if you want to give a summary, or I can be in Verna for you. If you want someone to talk off of, this is the only opportunity to take away control from this man. I know. I kind of already. <laughs> so okay. go for it. I so love in it. Verna, and Verna says, "Butts, digs, digs, butts." Wait. Wait a second. <laughs>